Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today we're talking about gout, a disease that you probably believed was for old medieval men, and yet Greg has it. We're going to be talking about what it is, why it's actually on the rise right now, particularly I think in millennials, and uh, we're going to talk about Greg's uh, and how he deals with it. (laughs) It's awful. This is horrible. (laughs) But I'm sure there are many people listening that also experience it and will laugh, laugh, laugh because it's funny, but also not because it's a condition and it's real and you suffer from it. And so... (laughs) We Maybe will. no one will because the people who suffer are grandpas and they don't know how to click the iTunes app to listen to podcasts. Maybe, but I'm, you know, we might be surprised in the way we were surprised at how many straight men listen. We might get a bunch of messages from gout survivors. Wow. Also, everyone who reached out about their migraines, also known as migraines in Britain. I love them. I've been, I love them. I love I've been them. reading all your torturous stories. I relate to them. Some of them are so intense. Like they get migraines way more than I do. Like if there's a, if there's a storm, boom, brain explodes. Like, like kind of like clockwork. Like they mm-hmm. can't really, they've trapped. One of them was saying that they don't travel to rainforests and stuff because oh, they can't. It's like the pressure changes too yes. much. Oh. And some people are so aware of they're so on top of their migraines that it's like, it's kind of actually like inspiring. Whereas I just get them. It's I got one inspiring. Other day. Is that what you said? Yeah. Like oh. they, they take it so much more serious. Like if I kind of knew that rainforest gave me migraines, I'd still go and get a migraine. <laughs> like, like people are just really good at it. Yeah. Their, I mean that maybe, maybe yours aren't quite as bad then. I mean, they are obviously bad. I don't yeah. mean it that way. I just mean like some people might, or you haven't maybe tagged yours so specifically to something yeah, like although that. Although this weekend, I literally was predicting getting one and then I got one. Yeah, it was true. very interesting. I, I hadn't eaten, uh, time change, all these things, boom, got one. And I really feel like our migraine episode helps me be like, okay. And the night before you were having weird craving for cereal. I know. And I, that's not, how the migraine starts. It's not like so weird, but it, you did say like, <laughs> I have such a weird craving. Is this a sign I'm going to have a migraine? I know. And, and I literally did have it less than 12 I hours got later. Rice Krispies. And then I got cornflakes. I like <laughs> bought all these different cereals and ate them all. While you were like, I'd rather eat something else. Like, that's not that <laughs> yummy. Actually, what did I eat? I don't know that I even ate. You had a brownie. Oh, I, did I? Yeah. Oh, just a few bites. Why are you not having a brownie, huh? That is, well, I do love brownies, actually, but I am weirdly allergic to chocolate. Um, oh, like, I get really what? bad heartburn and indigestion. Yeah. Oh, And yet okay. I love brownies. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you literally nom a brownie every night. Like, maybe you shouldn't do that. I do not do it every night. I bake a whole thing of brownies and I have like one a week. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. I guess I'm not paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> someone doesn't watch me eat my food. Um, I weirdly got caught in the rain for the first time in a long time. Has that happened to Oh, that did happen to you kind of recently when what? that crazy storm hit and there was like, oh, yeah. I saw someone get blown off their bike. <laughs> I'm only laughing because they screamed and then started laughing, but it was. 
insane. I've never seen anything like it. Immediately got off my bike and was like, well, it's time to chill. It's getting caught in the rain. It's very Hillary Duff. It's I gorgeous. Because well, I mean, usually I, I didn't realize it was going to rain, and I was going to go check and film something, and brought the camera with me too. And then right before I got there, it started pouring rain, and I just haven't been stuck in a situation like that in a while where I couldn't escape easily. Like normally, I could run to a car or back into a store or back home, but I was like far enough away from home that I was just like I have to get soaked. Was it romantic in any way? No, because I was really stressed about the camera getting ruined. Oh, sure. And no. I, to this point, I haven't turned it on because I'm scared that it got damp. And I don't, I'm worried about what happens when I try to turn it on. It'll be fine. That's what I say about everything. And then sometimes things break. And I'm like, well, I was wrong. <laughs> that happens a lot more than you think. <laughs> that is not true. That does not happen a lot more than I think. It happens a lot more than you think. No, I was, I was <laughs> speaking to the listener. It happens oh. a lot more to Greg than you think. Oh, okay, okay. I don't We're know. in a fight. Are <laughs> we? I feel I'm so kidding. weird. I'm oh, feeling what? loopy today. Maybe uh, it's the weather. Yeah, blame it on the weather. Because now it's absolutely blasting sun. And just like minutes yeah. ago, it was so windy and hot and raining. It's called July in the East Coast, baby, which we kind of are as Toronto. <laughs> In the East Coast. Like, I don't know why I said that. I was picturing New York, but we're not in New York. But you know what I mean? Northeast. Mm. July in the Northeast part of North America. Do you... I truly have to do Northeast, Southwest every Every treaded wheat. Like, I just almost... Unless we're, like, immediately talking about it, then I can contextualize and keep East on the East. But anytime I start talking about directions, I have to, like, put a map in my brain and picture it and do Northeast, West, Southwest. (laughs) You're like, North, South. (laughs) You know, like, do you not do that? Um, I love directions, so I kind of just know it, but that's so annoying to say. But then I was just editing a video where someone brought up directions and without even realizing, I saw my mouth go, never try to West. Like I did it with my mouth, but in my head I was like, I knew it was West, but I still was... Does everyone do this? Because obviously, like, right and left, I know intuitively I don't have to, like, do this. You know, when you're young, you do, like, the symbol, like, the left hand. Loser! But I actually feel like for some reason it's never, like, if I'm picturing, if I'm telling someone which direction to go in Toronto, I have to picture the subway, and then I have to picture. Yeah, that's normal. Then I have to go, that's ease. That's complicated enough that that's normal. I guess because maps get flipped upside down sometimes. Also, in Toronto, there's weird streets like Davenport that, like, curve and follow the lake line so you kind of have to be like no but even when i know so like for example i'll know a subway station is east of here but i have to figure out it's east do you know what i mean like i'll know if if you said like young street like i know in my brain which direction that is but i always have to go is that east or west oh young street from here at dufferin is a little bit for me, I think I'd instantly say east. Not have to think about <laughs> no, but it. I know but I think I you're overanalyzing. I think it's okay. Like I'm just like it's okay. Everyone <laughs> okay, does. That. If you have gout or this weird <laughs> northeast southwest problem, let us know oh my God. on the comments. I don't check any comments, so just tell Greg. <laughs> yeah, no, I check the comments. I'll let you. No, know. actually, I check the comments on the YouTube videos and. Sometimes oh. on posts, I check them. I know, I don't okay. know how to like find Instagram messages. Yeah, you still don't. But know. whenever there's a comment on a post, then okay. I see them. Like, so comment on an Instagram or no. Or you can do just, it privately and send I'll it. read the DMs. And he'll let me know. Okay. All right, let's go on. Oh, what did we learn this week? Okay, before I get into mine, which is about climate change and very interesting, I just had an, like a weird realization that made me think I'm so dumb. What? So... I'm doing Duolingo. You just realized that? <laughs> no, I know that I'm dumb. I've known that for years, but like a new one. Semana means week. Semana. Fin de semana means the weekend. weekend. Okay, so. Just learn that one too. Okay. Fin 
means end. Like finish. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like end of the week. I <laughs> never thought about how a weekend in English, it's the end of the week. <laughs> I never, ever thought of that. I just was like, the weekend are arbitrarily Saturday, Sundays. But it's like, there's, it's the it's saying it's the end of the week. The week Wait, end. Like, I don't know that I fully understand what you're saying. Okay. Because I'm like, either I don't get it or it's so simple that I already yeah, did this since Like I was when five. someone, so obviously when they're talking about language, they're saying the week starts on Monday. Yeah, that is the tricky part. Because to me, the week starts on Sunday. Okay, so but then I, you I might not. You might also think this is weird. No, but I know. I know that. Like, it's just when a calendar starts with the Monday and the Sunday is the furthest on the right. I'm like, that's that's a problem. That is so normal. You're broken. That's not normal. You yes, put Sunday on the right. Yeah, Sunday is the end of the weekend. It's the end of the week. Thank you That's very much. Absolutely psychotic. How the hell would you think Sunday's the beginning of the week when Greg, we're lazing I, around doing nothing? Greg, if I open my calendar on Google right now, Sunday is the first day. That's because Google's also no, dumb. That's and how calendars work. <laughs> okay, fine. Then it also even goes more along with the reason why it's okay that I didn't think about this. So, but obviously in language, they're saying that the week starts on Monday. Mm -hmm. You have, and then the week ends, the ending of the week is Saturday and Sunday. I just always thought, oh, the weekend's coming. It's a word for the two days that happen to be Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. Fin de semana. I was like, even today, it wasn't until my trainer was like, who's Spanish and helping me. He was like, fin means end, like the end of the weekend, the weekend. And I was like lifting weights and like dropped them and was like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> is that That's and he so was just funny. like you're dumb yeah no that you're dumb yeah <laughs> but it's, i'm oh, kidding no no i mean like i did know that but i'm really glad you finally figured yeah, that out hopefully <laughs> someone out there also if you have reach out if you have gout reach out if you like don't know you south north or west and reach out if you didn't know weekend was the end and of like the i agree that sunday is on the weekend but i also want to know who thinks it's normal to put sunday at the end on the calendar visually yeah that's you know it'd so be like normal. putting december at the far left it's like january is at the far left and december is at the far right yeah well, i know that that's because <laughs> the year starts jan first yeah and the week starts sunday that is i want to flip a table oh, you're lying you're being I'm like you're the week starts? you're being it's fin de semana Ugh, monday damn it yeah wow <laughs> monday and big bold letters okay then why are calendars the other way because we gotta do a whole video on this the people who coded it didn't have a really high education. No, every calendar I've ever seen on my wall, on my whatever, and every now and then a calendar puts Sunday on the right-hand side and then it throws me off so much. No, that's when I'm like, oh, I bought the right calendar. <sighs> okay, so now I actually learned this week. No, that that is actually that, what you yeah. learned this week. But if you have another one, that's fine. Well, mine's about um, how we can give up our reliance on Russian oil. Wow, this is a hard laugh. <laughs> okay, but now there's a lot of talk in science communities about how we need to give up our reliance on Russian oil. Okay. For example, Germany. Yeah. And it's kind of like if we utilize the situation correctly, we can also decrease our emissions of CO2. Mm. Like, come on, people. Yeah, like it's a good it's opportunity sort of, to transition yeah, to renewable sources. For a variety of reasons, including a war. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> so this is about Germany and how they can 
give up their reliance on Russian oil by decreasing their emissions. Hear this, Germany? You're listening. Germany, up? are you listening? I know you like to order other people around, but we're ordering you I know around. I specifically put on side note every week at the German office of parliament. Yeah, and I would love to know what this <laughs> translates like into German. It, we talk so fast that they just would it give up. It could be German. So first things first, I'm the realist. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Encourage telecommuting. So essentially... Land-based transport <laughs> fell 40% during COVID, so they think companies just need to keep working from home at least two to three days a week. Telecommuting. Is their version of not like commuting digital, to work anymore. Digital work. Yeah. Okay. It's like keeping that, which I think they're going to do. So reducing speed limits. So globally, lowering speed limits by 10 kilometers per hour would save 430,000 barrels of oil per day. Just because you burn less? Because the cars aren't speeding up as quickly and like slowing down. Mm. So essentially Germany has all those like roads where there's like no speed limits and they're like, no, 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 that's not good. And also it's a safety thing. Seattle and Washington decreased their speed limits and they, as cities started to release way less CO2 and had 22% less crashes from just decreasing 10 kilometers per hour. Wow. So it's just like, that's kind of a one that I was like, that's easy. Because obviously people want to be able to get places fast. But it doesn't, you're not getting to places fast as by speeding up and slowing down all the time in a city. Is there a point? Okay. Like it's not actually increasing the time by very much. You're and if just we're accelerating and decelerating. Yeah. More. Yeah. You're just like getting up to 40 kilometers per hour and then going back to a stop sign. Like oh. just keep it at 30 and you're burning less gas. Interesting. There's oh, stop like signs. Inner everywhere. city, I was picturing because like obviously you were saying. Like the Audubon has no speed. Limit. Yeah, this this That's is talking about all though. over Germany. So it's talking about mm-hmm. highways and it's talking about inner city. But I bet inner city is a big issue. Mm-hmm. The other one is just banning cars from inner cities. So Pontevedra in Spain just did it. Ghent in Belgium just did it. Paris is planning to do it. They're oh, going to ban cars. And then uh, Berlin's considering it. So this article's like Berlin, you should. And that, then, so like in the inner city, so you would drive your car if you had one to the outer city in a parking yeah. space. And then and you'd then have to get on transit. transit. Yeah. And I then that's such a nice idea. I know. And apparently in those other cities, it's like been so incredible for businesses. Like because more people are, just walk around safely. Yeah, yeah. You could expand. I mean, especially here. I mean, I feel like in lots of European, European places, their sidewalks are bigger and they have more room with bike lanes and stuff. Whereas here it's so there's not enough space. But if they even if they just got rid of a bunch of streets and made them only pedestrian and or mixed yeah. bike lanes, then I feel like that'd be people. So, nice. so then this is the thing. People will change their lifestyles. Mm. So the last thing is to adapt streets for safe cycling. So in Germany, 65% of car trips are less than 10 kilometers in distance. Say that one more time. Isn't that wild? 65% of car trips in Germany are less than 10 kilometers in distance. So it's like, hello, you can easily bike that far. And then they found that, um, so Bogota, we love Colombia so much, (laughs) been there. During the pandemic, they added 84 kilometers of temporary bike lanes. Mm -hmm. And it increased uh, bicycling by 13% in the city. Amazing. So they're just like... It, people will yeah, start biking. you have to it, you have to provide the infrastructure to make yeah. it possible i think like that because i always hear and I, I like we do have a car so we drive sometimes not very like basically never in the city but i understand what it's like to be a driver who gets frustrated by bicycles and a bicycler who gets frustrated by cars and then you realize this is a problem of infrastructure and like yeah. more people will bike if they a feel safe b if there's enough routes to go around the whole city like it is frustrating because a lot of people don't bike because it feels scary yeah or, so, or there's not proper bike lanes and protection. 
So the last thing is that Europe, this is a study of European cities found that by extending bike lanes by only 12 kilometers per city, increased cycling trips by 11 to 48% and emissions fell by 1.87%. Oh, so wow. for every for the 12 whole kilometers of added bike lanes, cycling increases and emissions go down. And just think like then people Boom. are outside bike. I mean, Biking. obviously it's challenging in a place like Toronto where half of the year there's potentially snow or it's yeah. really cold. But well, to be honest, two months. Oh, you're right. Uh, you're maybe right. three. In, but it's like usually yeah, it's not half the November. year. It's half the year of like coldness. Yeah. But um, nothing like biking in November with a scarf flailing behind you. Yeah, you know what I mean? And just thinking of if cars, if there were certain areas in downtown that cars were not allowed, it would be easier also for like the transit to get through. And they, yeah. could, they could like load, like you can just, it's so much more efficient to have that yeah. many people in one vehicle than to have just like four yeah. or even one person in a car taking up so much space that... I just think it would be cool if they did that here eventually. And I understand that I've, I've heard, you know, we've done podcasts and episodes and TikToks and whatever talking about biking versus being in a car. And I understand and have empathy that lots of people do use their cars to get to work, to get around. But like if there could be a good hybrid option, like you said, like yeah. these cities are doing where, of course, if you're out of the city because the city is so unaffordable, like you can't bike yeah, to Toronto from somewhere else, fair, but maybe yeah. you can drive to like an accessible parking lot. And then if the transit's yeah. good enough, get around. Yeah, for sure. But that requires a lot of investment and infrastructure. Yeah. And so it's like this circular problem where like, because there's not like a wheel of a bike it, or yeah. a car. Sorry, continue. <laughs> exactly. No, no, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like a, perpetuating problem that makes everyone annoyed being like well i have to drive because there's no other way for me to get there yeah one thing i'll just say is that biking is just absolutely gorgeous the closest you'll get to flying folks I've said that so many times. <laughs> but i just i just have such a different like when i whip out of our driveway on my bike i feel ecstatic when i sit in my car and go anywhere i'm like i want to oh i die. agree unless i'm driving <laughs> at like the most off hours and no, no one's yeah. around. But I'm just so curious. I'm like, do people actually have positive relationships with driving? Yes, like, they do. I think they do. I understand. And I also grew up outside of the city. So I used to really love driving. Actually. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious about. Cause I don't like, I get in them and I just immediately like hate every aspect. I think it. no one likes traffic, but I think well, I shouldn't say no one, but, um, I think that a lot of people enjoy the sort of meditativeness of driving. You can put on music or you yeah. can be silent and you're just kind of like, not zone out, but obviously in some ways, if you're in a space where you're just driving and you don't have to start and stop and start and stop like traffic, like you, I think people like that and some people use it and not that this is a good thing anymore, but previously before we were really talking about climate change, I feel like people were using it as like, oh, I just need to like clear my mind. I'm just going to go for a drive. Wow, yeah. And the same way you could do with a bike, but it's yeah. almost like feels like you need to be more aware on a bike for some reason. I don't know. I feel that oh, way. Oh, I don't feel that I way. feel like... I mean, I'm not obviously aware, but like, no, I can get catharsis. I just feel like a lot of cars are not as aware of bikes. So on my bike, I'm more at alert. Mm. At least in the city. Actually, if I drive in the city too, I definitely am alert. Oh my God, I'm so much but more alert But when I'm like car. my family or out on the highway or whatever, then I, yeah. it's easier to kind of... Space out. Okay, what can I go into mine? Yeah. Well, okay, so I'm making a video about hard work, and I want to share something from a book I really love that I thought was particularly interesting. I was going to show you a graph from it, but I guess since the audience can't see it, I also it doesn't matter. I'll just like try and just you gotta do things for the audience. Um, you know, often people are told that you should just like put a lot of hard work into the things you want to be good at, and that 
you should choose when you're young, like how specific and how narrow your like field should be, whether that's like you want to be an athlete. Well, you better choose exactly what sport you want at three years old. And if you want to be a musician, you should like choose which instrument you want to do and like practice, practice, practice. And that's the only way to be really good. But actually, studies don't bear this out. In fact, they find the opposite, particularly when you're young. In these studies, like they've done studies looking at students between eight and 18, seeing like who does the best, who becomes based on like their teachers assessments, like the most um, highly skilled musicians. And it's actually, so it's not because they practice less, but they find that elite athletes, elite musicians actually practice less when they're younger overall. But what they're doing is they're going through a sampling period where they're trying more things. So Mm. instead of like as a parent, instead of being like, you should go on piano and start when you're young and you're going to be amazing because you're going to just put so many hours in. They realized a lot of these elite athletes even like try a bunch of different sports in unstructured ways and like learn a lot of skills that are not so obviously connected between different sports, for example. It could be that, but it can also be they're learning what they like. They're learning what they love. And then when you actually end up finding a skill, like whether that's a sport or an instrument or a field of work or like computers or whatever, once you find that thing, of course, then you're like drawn to spending more time. So when you see a graph of practice time for, in this case, the graph was on um, elite athletes, they start on average less time practicing. And then by the time they're like 18 to 20, yeah, they figured out when what it is. they start practicing way more. Cool. So it's like you, I, I, that makes total sense. It does. Cause you but, don't know what your it, kid actually like wants or is good at. Yeah. I think though, it's like, it doesn't even have to just be applied to kids. Like I think oh. even as, well, it is in general. Cause I think a lot of times people think if you don't start something as a kid, you'll never be like a professional at it. But I think it goes in any field. Like, having more interest like there's so many stats around actually i wrote these down too let me see so like Nobel prize winners are 22 times more likely to partake as an amateur actor dancer magician or other type of performer magician yeah than the average person even just nationally recognized scientists are more likely to be musicians sculptors painters printmakers woodworkers uh, woodworkers mechanics electronic tinkerers, glassblowers, like all these things. That's so cool. So it's showing that these like highly esteemed people in their fields also have these other interests that are seemingly unrelated. They kind of always, like no one ever tells you, everyone's always like the like nerd and the like science lab code only cares about that and has no social skills. But then it's like they're saying the opposite. Yeah, and it doesn't mean you you won't be good at something if you practice a lot. But I think part of the message, and this is from the book I was reading, like called Range. Um, I read it a long time ago, and we've actually had um, David Epstein on this podcast before to talk about it. But the thesis is like when you have these other areas to pull from, it gives you interesting advantages hmm. that are not available from just focusing so narrowly well i mean i always think about how, like in university like in my visual art <laughs> degree <laughs> i would just like paint cells and then oh, like, they always yeah because i was doing science, you have access to like they would be like oh my realm. god genius <laughs> he painted a cell because everyone else was just painting like flowers which is also kind of nature that's not fair they weren't painting flowers but it was like oh i know exactly what i'm gonna paint because there's so many visual aspects of science and they just it was so easy for that reason i just it kind of tunnel visioned my like interests in a weird way where everyone else was trying to figure out what they were going to do and what their art practice was it was like it was already decided for me because i was doing science and no one else was doing that 
And it yeah. was also like kind of fun, like to mix those things. Yeah, but like science and art. But it's, it's nice. kind of reminds me of that because it's like if I hadn't done those two separate things, they made both easier. Although art didn't necessarily help myself. But it probably did. It oh. honestly probably did. It probably formed the way you think and ask questions. And like, that's what I mean. Even like that's all true. these studies are like, it's not always so obvious how these things help. Actually, art gave me the confidence to be like, science isn't everything. Like, I feel like sometimes people in science are really close-minded because mm. they think that yeah. they're, like, above other things. Yeah. But then in art, I was like, this is so challenging in a different way that science can't explain. So I'm not going to, like, think that science is better than other things. And right. I think that made me a better science communicator. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Because I think a lot of science and science Gives you, like, a level are, like, of almost smart. compassion yeah, and, yeah. like, empathy. And, yeah. and just understanding of, like, how to think in a different way. Totally. And, and understanding how hard it is in a different way yeah so i thought that was interesting whoa obsessed um, something with that's that. gonna go in a video that i'm making a little come out soon so yeah so, so come out that like, sounded like gilly so yeah wait come out soon, is that what that's from i was like what's what the, is the, the snl like so well, i actually did that better than you oh well. it's not gilly it's um oh um gilly uh, yeah what's her no name? what's her name and she'd be like oh yeah actually like yeah i know i actually like i'm really good the at some Kristen things Wiggs too character. So. i can't think of the name of wow but she's like always better voice yeah and like playing with her hair yeah and it didn't like so iconic so iconic because i feel like i can just tap into that and i feel like i've only seen it like three <laughs> times it's actually more iconic than for me to do it <laughs> okay shall we take a break and come back and talk about your gout <laughs> yes this podcast is sponsored by better help online therapy people don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches teeth grinding even, which I do, even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about doom scrolling, <laughs> sleeping too little, sleeping too much, which actually for me is like now, under eating or overeating. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways and in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less and grind all the time, hustle harder, hustle culture, hustle culture. Here's your reminder to take care of yourself, do less, and maybe try some therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. Side note is sponsored by BetterHelp, and listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash side note. That's betterhelp.com slash side note. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. But I have gout, my gout. gout. Oh, you had that one. Oh, what was yours? Just gout, gout, gout. Being gout, shouted. Gout, gout, gout. <laughs> Mine is a very abstract quote from the movie. Oh yeah. Doubt. Give your. Oh, you gave it away. I was oh. going to give them a chance to guess. But I have my gouts. <laughs> um, that's how the movie ends. Incredible movie. Viola oh, yeah. Davis slaps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, to catch everyone up to speed, uh-huh. Greg has gout. <laughs> Um, and I know we've probably mentioned it on the podcast, but we've have of- we because I try and keep it hush hush. No, I feel like more recently you've just been like the only way for you to deal with things. And this is maybe like a different podcast or a therapy session is to make them funny. And so I feel like you oh. often throw things out because you're like need you need it to be a joke that you like have go. <laughs> oh, my, that's such a drag. But is that bad? Is that bad or is that normal? Or is that good? I, I think it's normal. Like there's lots of people who use humor as a as a mechanism to feel better about things. But here we are. We're going to talk about the Oh my God, I feel science. like I was a drag. Do you think so? I don't know. I'm just spiraling. My eyes are going cross-eyed and I don't know what to think. <laughs> no, it wasn't a drag. It was I do like, think it's funny that I have go. <laughs> like, it's but it's insane. your form of, form of coping. Well, what am I supposed to do? Cry to the heavens? Some people would. I'm not saying you should do wow. that. <laughs> no, people wouldn't. Cry. I don't know. You Do you not agree? No, I guess I agree. I guess that's your why form of it's coping with everything read. is to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else can you do? Exactly. That's fine. I mean, it's not a drag. Sometimes I don't laugh. <laughs> like when I'm in the midst of an acute gout attack and my foot hurts so much and I'm like, I'm broken. Yeah, I know. But it's like a funny, like if you were around other people, you probably would. Like, I'm going to throw back to the old Ellen stand-up special. I know she's canceled, but it's one of the best stand-up specials I mean, she's not fully canceled. Oh, sorry. I just mean like, Thank you. I mean, her show's done. We need to cancel. Yeah, I guess her show's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is like, I just, I love the her stand-up and I think it's so funny. Um, and she just has a whole bit where like when people get hurt and they're like trying to laugh it off. And then she like, just like loses her eye and she's like, oh my God, my eye. Where'd my eye go? <laughs> And it's just like laughing and it's like really funny. So I feel like lots of people cope with pain and suffering in the presence of other people they don't know as well through comedy. And here we are on a podcast talking about gout. Take it away. It's the most understood and described type of arthritis. Oh. Which makes me sad. Now I'm not laughing. I was like, oh, it's true. arthritis? <laughs> like if someone was like, do you have arthritis? I'd be like, no. But it's like, but we I are do. Like getting to an age. Where like but it's not. Money. It's not. I didn't know I had arthritis. Okay. Well, okay. One to 4% of the general population has gout. Okay, that's actually a lot more than I thought. Um, it goes up to 10% uh, once you get over 80. <laughs> so, 10% over 80. So it is like which, something. Which isn't that. that much more. Like, I mean, it is, but 4% to 10. One over to 4%. 80 is like, yeah. yeah, like a big difference. And in Western societies, 3 to 6% of men and 1 to 2% of women are like the people who have it, meaning that like men get it more. Do you know, because obviously the like typical image of gout, which we often laugh about, (laughs) is this sort of like medieval king getting gout or queen. But like typically you picture like a man. Um, And I guess you just said like the percentage wise, it's a little higher, right, for men? Yeah, but what you're just saying, because people have said it's a man. man, Or I wonder if, my question was like, why is that imagery so strong in my mind? Is it because there's been famous kings and queens who have had gout? Maybe yeah. that's the only reason. So, okay, it's 
like appeared in medical records almost since the beginning of like human Time. like history. <laughs> like, yeah, it's sort of a Jesus very, had gout. yeah, no, Jesus had gout, whatever, wherever the water turned to red wine or whatever, like gout everywhere. Cause <laughs> you get it from red wine. Is that happen? That's like every Sunday at church, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah. Church is gout. Church is gout. Church is gouty because oh, it's God. carbs. It's red wine. Here's some red. Here's it's mine. not moving. <laughs> it's like really sitting on your toes weirdly Church or whatever. Is but um, so they think it's one of the most like well documented like diseases. Kind of like that's why we've it's, heard okay. so much about it because people would get this specific thing mm. in their toes, in their limbs, and then talk about it a lot in historical texts that now people are like, that's probably gout. Mm. And so I think it's just like over um, talked about. Kind yeah. Because it has been documented for so long and they think it's like innately human. <laughs> so, but do you know if, and I'm sorry, I'm like, I'm the question asker. Here no, that's fine. Greg took the responsibility. Because I needed to learn about my you, own disease. Yeah. If you don't know any of these answers, like that's also. No, no, okay. I, I'm a gout expert. <laughs> I'm thinking okay. back to these medieval kings and queens, like, even what's that movie? The, the favorite. The favorite. So she has gout, gout right? In yes. That, in her legs, she has like all yes. this pain. So is it <laughs> is was it more um, common in royalty for any reason? Like, is it because? Okay, yeah. There's that sort of like gluttony aspect. Okay. Well, okay. So the main ways that you get gout are from increased amounts of uric acid in your bloodstream, and so. The predominant reason why people get gout now and why it is like still very common is because it is also genetic. So I personally mm. am really thinking it's genetic for me. And well, we'll I was, get yeah, to that I was like, I was going to ask, was it inbreeding? And not to be a, <laughs> this is no, not no, a no, video no. on you, but I didn't know if there was like some. No, that's like hemophilia. That's but different. you know how lots of royal families have different issues? Like, yeah. yeah uh, there's, there's, it's not an like obviously recessive trait or okay. something like that. That's like the royal family, the hemophilia, like hemophilia we know is a recessive trait that you could be carriers for. Okay. That's why like. So many people in the royal families. That was inbreeding. Okay. No, it's not inbreeding. Uh, but, checking. but like <laughs> purines and uric acid comes from specific things that you eat. For example, like game meat or red wine, beer. And those are like types of foods that in that time, gluttonous, affluent people were consuming a lot of. Mm. And also physical activity is extremely important to get rid of like essentially these crystals that build up in your extremities. So if you think about like an affluent person at the time, they're probably eating a lot of like game, like duck. Like just think about the feasts, the red wine, yeah. the beer, and they aren't the physically active ones. At the time, the people like working the fields were physically active. Right. I, I'm realizing this moment before we get more into like technical of how it's formed, what it is. I want to know, <laughs> can you explain to people what it feels like to oh, no. have it because oh, I didn't yeah. I didn't know what gout was before I met you. I didn't know what gout was before I had it. Um, and what I mean is, I, I think still don't think I have it. Like, actually, I do. There might be people who are just like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. Like, what? Where is it? What does it feel like? How do you know? Like, okay, the most common place that you get gout is in your big toe. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, so what happens? Okay. So, okay, I need to, I need to roll back. I need to roll okay. back because this is my goat story. This is my goat truth. <laughs> and so the first time is my that I got it. No, it's so weird. I've gotten it so much at Allie's Cottage. 
the first time I got it was at Allie's Cottage. Weird. And I'm now thinking it's really important. Like, I now think it's Allie's fault. No, no, no. <laughs> it's really important that you're consistently drinking a lot of water. And that's a place where you have to bring water. And I'm always cautious like about my water rationing. and take, like, not taking too much. Yeah. That's just, again, a theory. A lot of gout attacks and, like, living with gout is, like, almost like migraine like oh god right. it's like figuring out what it is for you that's just a theory that doesn't mean it's truth mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you have to like understand and track <laughs> when and why it's happening to you so the first time i got it it was like the top of my foot started to turn like between the like the knuckle of like my third toe not the big one was starting to turn like red and like hot and like tender and like if i bent my toe i couldn't even it would just hurt so much and I went to the doctor and they drew a circle with pen around it. I was like, there's no way this is like what you I'm like, is this seriously like the medical like stuff? Like there was like this, like they were like, okay, do not get rid of this pen, Mark. If this starts to swell past this pen, Mark, then, then it's, it's a, a it's a problem. It's bacterial. It's like a uh, virus. Cause I had a cut on my foot because I've been running around barefoot. Oh yeah. I remember we thought it was or it was like a spider bite or something. Yeah, yeah. We weren't sure. There was just a red mark on your foot. So they literally drew a thing in pen and they're like, if it doesn't get bigger, it's go. Okay, have a good day. And I was like, what? Like, can I wash my foot? And I never from in my life have ever wanted a bacterial infection more. I was like, I don't want this to be go. <laughs> and then I just watched it get smaller and smaller while like elevating my foot, not doing anything other than just like watching it. Mm-hmm. So what is, I still am really confused by mine, but what is supposed to happen is that it's almost not quite sudden after maybe consuming red meat or beer or something that you might be aware gives you a gout attack. There is an inflammation response that happens mostly in joints of the lower uh, part of your body. So if it's really bad, it can be your knees, it can be your ankles and like in rare cases, your hips, but for the most part, it's your toes and they essentially like swells yeah, in up the, in the favorite. It's like in her shins almost. right? Yeah. I which think, I, or... which when I was reading about, current gout that's like extremely rare okay so that's so that movie was like, not very accurate or maybe it was accurate for like back <laughs> then but now people are hopefully like more healthy but okay. i don't know so that it's it is really hot to the touch is what i noticed the most like when i touch it i'm like cook an egg on that fry an egg on my goat um it's and it's like loss of function swelling in your toes so for me I've had this theory that my shoes were too tight. Like there's so many things that I was like, it's not gout. Like I'm just mashing my joints together. The amount of shoes Greg has bought, like specialized shoes. I have been like, ew. To be like. I wear the ugliest shoes because it's like, they're for my, what I thought was the titan of the shoe, but it's gout. Okay. So, (laughs) but when, when you have this flare up to you, it feels like pressure in your foot or pain or like when you walk, is it worse? Does it hurt when you're not moving? I feel like I always had toe pain as a kid, like almost like growing pains. It feels like that, but you're an adult and it's sort of like, it comes on really strong in the night and it's like this intense pain in your toe and you wake up and then you're like, I can't bend my toe. There's so much inflammation. This hurts okay. so much. So it's just like, it's so swollen. It's as so though swollen. It in, it's injured red. an injury. As though it, you just did a sport, but sadly like you twisted like your maybe had a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I've tried really hard to be like, maybe I played tennis. No, it's go. It's awful. It's okay. embarrassing. And Yeah. It's it's common. It's common. Now. Yeah, that's the surprising part. Like you've kind of talked about that it, it's becoming more common maybe? Well, yes, because 
the main ways you get it are seafood and meat. Okay. And there's a lot of like vegetables that have purines in it. So it comes from purines, which then gets transferred into uric acid when you consume it. So some foods just naturally have higher levels. Yes, of but they, they have not seen that any of the vegetables that contain purines affect it. It's beer, uh-huh. it's red meat, it's red wine, and it's seafood. And a lot mm. of the increase in gout nowadays, they think, is from sushi consumption and from diets of people trying to do low carb diets and mm-hmm. then eating a lot of meat, meat essentially and and, and seafood as sort of a like, like in the trends there, yeah, of high protein diet yeah. like, like even when we were just in LA like we saw the hot, I mean hot take to everyone there's hot but like <laughs> I was at a grocery store and we saw the hottest guy you know the guy that got on the motorbike that model oh yeah like yeah, i yeah. can only assume as a model because he was like did he have gout he was buying the most insane i was like what does that guy eat it was just <laughs> red meat like see he just had bought so much meat, meat because clearly he was you know he was my model like mm-hmm. it's just like there's these diet trends that have not led to balanced eating that they think is contributing to an increasing gout in in like younger athletic <laughs> me trying mm-hmm. so hard grasping at straws <laughs> as to why okay but also it can be a renal like kidney issue where there are about four genes that if there's polymorphism in them your kidneys essentially have a harder time getting rid of uric acid in your body and that can lead to gout regardless of what you're eating okay and you have to learn how to minimize that and there's ways that you can test yourself for that but I did a DNA test and it said I wasn't high for gout recently. So I was kind of flipping the table on that one. But you're like pretty con like this is the thing that for you it's felt like it really has gone back and forth between like I'm pretty sure this is gout to actually maybe there's like a muscular issue or something yeah. wrong with my foot. That's why I'm going to work on shoes and make sure I'm not like overexerting my feet. Yeah. Anyways. And it kind of has bounced back yeah. and forth. Like are you I know I was towards it is gout? Well, I really thought my shoes were too tight. Like my nurse friend saw my shoes and like gasped and was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I've been crushing my joints. I was committed. So then I, you seem like the kind of person that would do that. Like, I feel like you're such the kid and adult, even that like, like you push your body in ways and hurt yourself when you don't realize you're hurting yourself. Yes. Like you definitely, I I could see you like just slamming your seat feet into like (laughs) shoes that are way too small and then just like biking or running so hard (laughs) and not really being aware until your foot's like, I have to tell you it's going to be painful now. I was convinced that was it. And then I fixed all those things and had like what a gout attack recently. That was so textbook. It's like really common to be on your big toe right like below the nail like to the right knuckle like if it's your right toe would be on the left side of your foot if it's your Mm. left toe would be on the right side of your foot this red bulbous swollen thing i had done i had like not been wearing like shoes like i had had some Uh, red wine it was like i had been not drinking very much water and it was just when i looked at it and my doctor looked at it they were he was just like that's gout like it was just like you know like i don't have my gouts i don't have my doubts that's gout so i was just like Budgicles, because yeah. like I've done everything, <laughs> and so I kind of am back to being like, let's make a botanist about my disease. Okay, yeah, and so now you think <sighs> you'll be because I know there was a time that you were very specifically yeah. like not like not that you eat that much meat or there was a while where you were vegetarian but you were also like this is great for gout and then you were even trying to choose other foods not to drink you yeah. stopped drinking red wine you stopped yeah. drinking beer yeah i know you kind of maybe like fell off that yeah. a little bit but not that you like drink that much anyway no i don't that's i mean i don't like it's always surprising my like, doctor is very much like this must be genetic because 
he's it's like, like you're not you're the right. too young and you're not and uh, you're like of a weight that you're not considered overweight yeah like which is a part of it which yeah. is a part of it and having diabetes mm-hmm. are two like other like comorbidities that would lead to it that i'm just like sitting here like um <laughs> <laughs> so i'm definitely back to being like i'm well not- i feel that way about sleep apnea i'm like i they're always like well you shouldn't have it and then oh. they're like, but you do <laughs> oh really wait why shouldn't you because it's like mostly people who are overweight. But I but I think both of these things can sadly come down to genetics. Yeah, too. totally. So and I, when I went like, to a specialist oh. for that, like, again, I've, I've been explained that on my sides, I'm in the normal range. But he looked at my throat and watched me breathe in. And, you know, they put the camera down and stuff. And then he was like, when you lay down and breathe in, you're... you're tonsils go back further than most people's uh, so they're blocking your airways in certain positions so it was just like that i guess is genetic just based on physiology right yeah, and like yeah. it could be you it could be some element of like your kidneys or maybe the way your foot is positioned or like who knows like what triggers it maybe just one beer can trigger for you where yeah. it would take 10 for somebody yeah. else and so it is like in many ways linked to kidneys and renal and one thing i think about is like every time i pee it looks like Tropican orange juice with Paul. What like, is I'm with old, that? And I drink so much water. Sorry if that was graphic for everyone, but it's just it's <laughs> no, a yellow you pee. You drink so much. So water. I'm like, is my body just like so dehydrated? Even though I drink so much water, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think like you do. Uh, like where does like it I go? sweat <laughs> a lot? You do. You're like a. You're not like a sweaty, sweaty person, but you have a lot of like body heat here. So I'm like, is it just like going? Is like is because. A lack of water and like it's sort like of flushing out. It's like I picture just, flushing out these crystals that build up. It's like that's yeah, but what's you needing to are not somebody who I would ever say doesn't drink enough water. Like you drink so much water, but I still shocking. pee yellow. That's so weird. You know what I mean? Wait, but like actually, do even I? in the middle of the day, do you pee yellow? <laughs> like. Like, it makes sense in the morning to pee yellow. Yeah. And my gosh, is brown. And, like, and maybe like in the evening after you've had like a salty dinner or something like yeah there are times when my i even when i'm like i'll pee yellow i guess i'm just surprised how yellow during it the is day considering water I'm, it's not yeah it's considering how much water i'm drinking i'm surprised how yellow it is so something's going on in me kidneys because that is where it's where do a little it test is. where we both drink the same amount of water and see who's more yellow it's gonna be me it's gonna be me. <laughs> we know that we've done that like, I, I feel guess, like we've yeah. truly done that. And we've always been like, why is there so yellow? <laughs> so I think it might have something to do with that. But there isn't much you can do about it, sadly. <laughs> like, for everyone waiting till the end of this podcast <laughs> where we give the little tidbits and tips well, of what you can do. Well, isn't it to try and minimize your period intake? I think it's most people probably aren't experiencing this and are just listening like that's insane. <laughs> but it's like, it, okay, it's seriously, good. if you have it, you have to let us you know. You have to tell me if you have got. I know migraine, everyone reached out, but like that migraine. is more common. <laughs> migraine. I need to know if you've got. So <laughs> the only thing you can do is take like non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Just which, to alleviate to alleviate and one thing that's really important that you need to do which i sometimes don't do is the second you feel the tingling of the sensation you take it you don't Mm. wait to confirm that it's gout because it can be like too late because you want the crystals essentially what happens is there's these truly physical crystals like they take they can take them out of your foot and look at them they don't even have to magnify like that much and they're like there they are so (laughs) scary made up of uric acid and what that does is it essentially sends a response within your body to create an inflammatory response. So all of the pain and all of the 
feelings that you get that are negative aren't the actual crystals like jabbing you. It's the crystals causing like the like hmm. interleukin ones, like the inflammation responses to yeah. then happen. And that swells your foot and Which that creates the arthritis. Pain. So um. it's like not actually crystals hurting you. It's the effect of them. So if you can get the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs in there, the inflammation process might not happen in the same way. And then the gout attack might not happen. Interesting. I mean, that's like, sounds, it's kind of similar to any injury. Like, when you twist your ankle or something, a lot of the pain is from the swelling in the yeah, first place, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, of course, you've like potentially pulled a muscle or a ligament and you've done damage, but a lot of that pain is yeah. also if your body is trying to be like, stop moving this. It yeah. should be painful, so you give it time to swell and like or to um, rest. Yeah, um, and phagocytes are what do that. Love that one. <laughs> the phagocytes like eat essentially like the crystals, and then are like, well, this is bad, and then like send all this like information to like flare it up. I uh, hate when my body is just like doing something that's supposed to be good and it hurts i know no one wants that so that but that's that is kind of unique in this situation because inflammation can be really important for repairing but that like this is just such a unique annoying thing that that's a really common one the other thing is you can get steroids like my doctor said next time i get a flare-up i might just go in he's gonna inject the spot with steroids but there are over-the-counter drugs that you can take if you have chronic gout but they kind of it's called like colchicine and my doctor has said like let's just keep hoping that you can figure it out because it can lead to toxicity nausea like things that are like not intense that great yeah and you didn't have this like when you were younger like i know it's typically an older person thing the older you get but there's perhaps a chance like i know for some people their migraines like come and go or like as you age some people like stop having migraines a lot of women lose their migraines after menopause i'm like i just want menopause yeah uh but maybe (laughs) maybe go like maybe there are some environmental factors that you're not realizing yeah part of your life now because i feel like it's only been in the last three years at most and and to be honest i did convince myself out of sheer ignorance likely just probably like wanting to i was like my shoes are hurting me <laughs> and so i didn't like i didn't Even focus i didn't on stop it. i started drinking beer again mm. do you know what i mean like yeah. i i didn't think about beer whereas there was a time where i was like yeah. uh vodka a soda shop. a gay water please yeah. like that's probably what i'm gonna have to do again <laughs> but why not you're hydrating at the same time it's great yeah no i'm i'm just i'm just I have my gouts. I have my gouts. And also what's weird is they can't x-ray it. Like they're trying to figure out some new scientific ways to use radiography to see the crystals. Uh, But one of the first things I did was get my foot x-rayed. And when it looks normal, they were like, oh, it could be gout. And I'm like, can't you see it? I see. Because they thought, let's rule out other things like an injury or some other like. When it came back normal, they were like, oh, it's gout. Like oh or like that's not good a sign of yeah. gout potentially. Like I was wanting so bad to have broken my toe. <laughs> like it was like, yeah, yeah, no, they're like your toe's fine. But they're I have a weird problem. Maybe I have gout in my finger. <laughs> um, <This> is... <laughs> no, because can someone else help me with this? This is um randomly one day, <laughs> a, a day after my birthday this year, which is now like four months ago, my this finger started hurting every morning I wake up. You'd think I would. I thought I must have jammed it or done something weird. Still, every morning I wake up, it feels like it's dislocated. Not like, sorry, dislocated sounds crazy, but it sounds like it's been jammed. And to this day, I'm like, do fingers just take a long time to heal or do I have something wrong with my hand? Do well, I have gout in my um, hand? I don't think you have gout. It's right on this right hand ring finger and kind of down here. Maybe you did permanent damage. Base. 
I know. I wonder. From dancing too hard. I'm just like, is that something that I should? But I like when it happened, nothing was happening in my life. I remember waking up and being like, weird. Like, it feels like I got a basketball hit into it. Sometimes though, like, but then I, I, I need like I sometimes need more time before. Like, you might just three months isn't that. You're right. Long. I know. Like, yeah. whenever I've like, I mean, it is, but it's, it's not. It is considering there is no incident I remember yeah. hurting my finger. But like when I've sprained my ankles, it does take many, many months to recover. Yeah, like, yeah. Especially to full. Like it's, I would say this probably isn't as sore as it <laughs> Oh was. my God. I, I, ho- I hope you have gout. No. I, I would love I for you gout. to be my gout brother and we can live this life together. I just want someone to help me because I don't, I'm like, ugh, I meant to ask my doctor the other day, but I felt so stupid being like, my finger hurts a little bit all the time. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I feel bad, but I'm like, you got away because I I was a doctor. I'd be like, okay, well, we'll see you next time. Well, I want to like, I'm like, should I get an x-ray? Should I like, is there some, I don't know. You know, when they, you find out you waited too long for something, it's like, why not just check? I should just check. Yeah, you can get an x-ray. I mean, it's just time, but you'll probably... I'm just, they're going to just be like, it's time. <laughs> yeah, I know. But you're like that. You're good at that. You ch- you are a little hypochondriac and you yeah. get your things done and you get all the things, you get all the lists of it's not that, it's not that, it's not that. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm better. <laughs> well, not really. Like I have a bump in my leg and they were just like, there must be some piece of metal in you. And oh yeah. They, they were like, is it a staple? Yeah. And then I was like, they're like, did you ever have something impale you? Cause it doesn't, then they like took x-rays, they took ultrasounds and everyone was like, there's nothing there, but everyone can feel it and see it. I'm just like, okay, that's also a thing. If anyone's out there and is like, I had that bump in my upper thigh too. Um, just those kind of things freak me out. That one, even though I got all these things that were like, well, it's nothing bad. And now I'm like, well, there's just this bump in my leg. It's weird. I'm like, it, no, where is it? It's not on your toe, right? No, the bump on my leg. I'm like, I would have, this would be the best ending ever if I was like, like you I have, have gout. gout. Like, <laughs> no, I don't think I have gout. I don't. And no, you don't have gout. Does anyone, does it run like anyone in your family? Like my uncle, Without, like, exposing who's them, like though. 70 but There plus. you go. Like I've never heard anyone in my family. I never knew what gout was before this. Everyone who I bring it up with, they're like, oh yeah, my grandpa had that. Like it's <laughs> all... Like as statistically, like it does increase when you get over a certain age because your blood flow isn't as good, your kidneys aren't mm. as good. So for me, I'm just like, hello, like mm. why? And I don't eat soup, and I don't even eat like seafood. Like I'm just like, maybe your circuit, your lips turn blue sometimes. My, my lips turn blue. Maybe your circulation's not very good. My circulation's bad. But how do you change that? <laughs> I don't know. I really think that's one of the few things like you can't change. Extremities, right? So maybe it's like your feet or your oh, extremities. Maybe the circulation's not going God. there. My lips turn blue when I'm anxious. It's crazy. Yeah. They were just a little blue a minute ago. That's Are fine. you serious? Not so bad, but like there's times when I'm actually like, he looks like a frozen scotch. I look like the people at the end of Titanic when they're looking <laughs> in the water, but I'm alive and I'm talking to you. You should type in Google blue lip scout. Oh my God. <laughs> but other people have the thing. That no, I this have. is how I go down the rabbit hole of like, of course it's going to be like, and that means you're about to die. No, <laughs> what the hell? No, that's what happens when you're a hypochondriac and you search everything. Blue lips, gout, and then it just says you're going to die. No, I just mean like I always end up finding something that's like, oh, one option is that it's the worst cancer that's ever existed. Okay, bluish color. Oh God, this is not going to be good. No, okay, bluish color yeah. of the skin, but it's like that is what no, I just have. lips, just lips, not your skin. As the podcast goes silent, cyanosis. <laughs> okay, stop reading this. No. Okay, no. anything else we should know A about cute your mountain gut? sickness? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, no! But these are all so intense that it can't be that. Unless I just mean you got to look it up with gout. 
Yeah, because it could be. Like, see if it is like a maybe. This is asthma. Sign. I did have asthma growing up, mm. but I don't think I have that. Oh, Raynaud's. What's that? That's what I think I have. This is a condition in which the blood flow to your fingers, toes, ears, and nose is restricted or interrupted by vasospasms. May occur. Um, I don't think you have that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. I do. I think I have Raynaud's. But anyways, that's a different thing. When I'm like, could Raynaud's affect my gout? Wow, that is exciting. That is it's an exciting revelation. new rabbit hole to it go is. down. It is. No, it literally is. Because I'm like, that is super interesting. Because I obviously know that I lose blood flow because my lips are purple. But like no other part, of, I don't think your knuckles ever look like that. No, my hands are always freezing. Like when my friends touch my hands, <laughs> they're like, oh true. my God. Or like touch my feet. They're like, what's wrong with you? That's true, Greg. So I, you know what I mean? Like that's really interesting. Something. I need to bring that up with my doc. Well, okay. so everyone out there with gout, I know you probably you have gout. It. You're probably <laughs> just talking about it because your parents have it. And like, if other people listen to this, wow, good for you. Like, thanks for listening to an episode that wasn't related to you. But everything is a learning opportunity. And now we all know a little bit more about gout. So is that it? Because I think that's it. I don't have very much else to say. It's just a sad disease that I can only assume is genetic. No, you're going to figure it out, I think, and at least get it under control. As most things, you know, like we've all got these issues in our lives that you have to learn to cope with and manage. And that's okay. You don't have to learn to get rid of everything. So to, Everyone's to got end, to circle back to the beginning, like if you had gout, you just wouldn't make jokes about it. You'd just be like, I'm so depressed. Or would you not tell anyone? Should oh. I not even, should, should we not release this? No, we're just different people. Like it would take me What would me you long. do if you had gout? If I had gout. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I do talk about my problems, especially on this podcast. Um, <laughs> I, I think it would just take me longer to process before I was ready to talk about it. Mm. And like gout is a funny one that can like, <laughs> could come off as embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. And so maybe I, I would say it's the sexiest of diseases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I don't I know, see. but I think as we get older, it's more easy to be comfortable and just be like, that's just something that I'm dealing with. And that doesn't have to be embarrassing. I think the younger <laughs> you are, the harder it is to like face those kinds of <laughs> body issues or, you know, yeah, yeah, issues yeah, because it feels embarrassing. But as you age, you're like, that's just like what happened. Okay. 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 But yeah, in general, you're like more outward with, there'll be times when you're like, I don't want to say anything about this to the group people. Oh, first hang thing with. And the say. second you show up, you're like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, shit my pants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, that's like a, thing that's like true. <laughs> I do that all the time I know. because it's like and I'll be like we just spent 15 minutes talking about how we're not going to talk about that tonight <laughs> but then your brain is just like well now I have nothing else to talk about because I've thought about it for 15 minutes and I'm gonna maybe say I'm really good at not saying things that I don't want to say yeah you are that's like a skill that I have for sure you are I'm really a secret good keeper if someone needs to and I'm just like if I've decided I'm not going to I can hold it in and so it's always so funny because we'll like pep talk like if ever there's something that's going on that we're like let's just not bring this up around friends or yeah. whatever and then it's like the <laughs> second we arrive or it'll be something that happened that you don't want to embarrass someone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you'll be yeah. like, I'm not going to say it. And then we'll get there and we'll, you'll be like, oh, your burgers yeah. in your house. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think it's because you deal with it through comedy. So it's always coming out in a funny way. Okay. Thank you so much for clearing that up. Um, I do have gout <laughs> and I am open about it. Okay. And I'm sad. Okay. Uh, thanks y'all for listening. See you next week. Peace. 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm